And welcome once again to the Daily Gator Daily Talk Podcast. If you're left, you just ain't right. And let's just get into it, shall we? Let's just get into this. Uh, Let's start out at victorygirlsblog.com. Very good blog, run by a bunch of girls, as you would would, uh, probably guess. But here's the headline that caught my eye. CNN used to be the first name in news. Now it's... uh, (laughs) it's, uh, it's a it's a burning heap of what's left of a Chevrolet on the street corner in a bad part of town. CNN reportedly wants comedy in their primetime shows. I think they're looking at uh, Gutfeld show uh, that's on at uh, I guess it's 11 p.m. Eastern, uh, and his other show, The Five, which is on at five Eastern. Five's more serious about politics or some humor because. Uh, Greg Gutfeld tends to be a humorous guy, and uh, they do some laughing and stuff like that. Uh, but Red Eye, that's on 11, or the Greg Gutfeld show, it's called now, I think. A really funny show, and it's entertaining. I wish Fox would put it on earlier. So CNN's probably looking at the ratings Gutfeld's getting, and his shows are getting and thinking, hmm, maybe we could save ourselves... And they could if they find somebody who's actually funny, entertaining, engaging. That that would be great. Doesn't have to be conservative. I think it would be really cool if it was a person, if they could find somebody who could both please and piss off, depending on the subject, the left, the right, and people all through those two, uh, all the all through those two uh, points of view. People in the center somewhere, center left, center right. It'd be funny. Um. They pay me enough, I'll do it. I'm just saying. And I'd work cheaper than just about anybody you're going to get, and I probably have more talent. But again, that's me. I like myself. Uh, Here's the story. CNN is in the process of, quote, reinventing itself after the disasters of, well, 2022. CNN Plus crashed and burned upon launch. I think uh, CNN Plus was around for like 30 seconds. (laughs) <laughs> they went they like went live with their streaming service only to tell you they were doing away with it or something to that nature. Uh, Jeff Zucker's long-term affair was uncovered and he resigned and Brian Stelter was shown the door. Unfortunately, he couldn't fit his head through it, much less the rest of him. Uh, but hiring Adam Kinzinger, oh, that's going to get ratings, a wimpy crying Republican who cries it. I think at the drop of a hat, he usually drops a hat himself. And yeah, it's, it's like a frilly hat with lots of feathers, I probably. Uh, because he hates Donald Trump. That's just not enough to fill the potholes of the network. I agree. This is Deanna Fisher writing, by the way. Uh, so what is CNN President Chris Licht? I think if I had that last name, I'd change it. I'm just saying. Uh, imagine the jokes he experienced in school. Would you lick Chris? Oh, Chris licked everything. Chris licked the pavement. Chris licked his herd. Chris licked this. Chris. I imagine he grew up bitter and angry, which is why he works for CNN. Uh, but what is President Chris licked, considering to fill a primetime role? Comedy. The, quote, news entertainment personality could fill the primetime 9 to 11 p.m. hours with a non-traditional version of the news. Five people uh, familiar with the planning said CNN executives have floated names, including Bill Maher. He could do it. 
he can piss off a lot of people. He's pissed me off. He's made me very happy with some things. Uh, he's pissed the left off more recently. But I think he would actually be someone who had the the enough spine to do a pretty decent job. Uh, and I'm sure they'd pay him lots of money. Uh, Trevor knows another name. Please no. No, he seems like a nice kid. Keyword kid. And he's not really funny. And he tries to be really profound because he has that South African accent. It just it doesn't work. I've never been impressed with a guy. Arsenio Hall, who's probably 87 by now. Uh, always liked Arsenio Hall. Seemed like a good guy. Um, I don't know if, if dusting that dinosaur off and bringing it back. I don't, I don't see him any way political. And if you're going to be a host of a show that's political but comedy too, you're going to have to be funny and be able to get political and actually have some chops in the game actually be able to talk the talk more than just walk the walk. Uh, here's one that will not work, John Stewart. He seems like a pretty nice guy. I just He's not that funny in my opinion. And he's kind of a retread. You need a fresh face. Bill Maher, Trevor Noah, Arsenio Hall, uh, John Stewart. I don't see any of those being really, quote, sexy picks. Uh, they have looked for other comedic news focused talk shows for inspiration meaning they've watched the two two shows on Fox Uh, CNN President Licht hinted at his desire to sign Stewart in an interview last year with the New York Times saying he loved to bring on the former late night host but Stewart remains under contract with Apple again you know who you're going to appeal to with Stewart a bunch of liberals that's who you're going to appeal to, Mr. Licht. You have to get somebody who's who will get viewers to watch because they like them, they're entertained by them, and viewers that just hate them. People like to watch TV, hear views they disagree with vehemently, and then scream at the TV while the dog and the cat look at them, and then look at each other like, what in the hell is wrong with our owner? So I, that's why I would go out of, out of the box, people you've never heard of, but that are actually funny. And will actually take fire from both sides and give fire back to both sides. Uh, let me see. They write, Mar is potentially more realistic. Uh, he currently hosts HBO's long-running weekly show that bears his name. Uh, that's already in-house at Warner Brothers Discovery and CNN's parent company. Uh, so there's an advantage there, I guess. Network higher-ups say Hall who hosted a late-night show from 1989 to 1994. So, wow, you're talking 29 years ago since he's been on TV. I don't know how old the guy is. He's 70s. Come on. No, 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 no. It's not the way to go. Uh, They're also looking at the worst choice of her, the worst name. They're looking for their version of John Oliver. No, there is no good version of John Oliver. John Oliver just sucks. I mean sucks. I mean really sucks. I don't know of anyone who sucks bad enough for me to compare to John Oliver as any type of entertaining personality. Uh, Seth Myers would be as boring, probably. Uh, but at least he seems like he cares that he tries to be funny, even though he can't be because he's just a... I don't know what to say about the guy. 
I'll be nice, so I won't say anything. But they're looking for their version of John Oliver. One TV news insider familiar with the search told Semaphore. Executives have also discussed turning the 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. hours into a series of show modeled like a variety program with shows within shows. Oh, that sounds thrilling. For different journalists, you don't want a journalist. Okay? You don't want some staunchy, biased reporter. No one's going to watch. They're going to say, oh, great, we're going to watch this get this jackass now? No, they're not. It's just, you got to think outside the box a little bit. Okay? Americans are ready for something a little different. And it's not the same old recycled names over and over and over and over. Okay? I mean, you can give uh, John Oliver a paint job and whatever. Give him a boob job. He's still going to suck. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to be mean to Mr. Oliver. Uh, let me see. Now, the uh, writer of this fine piece, again, Deanna Fisher at uh, VictoryGirlsBlog.com. Oh, so much to unpack here. CNN is so desperate to get some kind of popular show that they are willing to hire a comedian to create content for them instead of just being the butt of jokes as uh, per their usual arrangement. Here's the problem. Stewart's show on Apple Plus has not exactly run away with views. Again, I'm not surprised. Trevor Noah just left The Daily Show, which is now tapping into a whole slate of comedy uh, of Hollywood comedians as rotating fill-in rotating fill hosts. What is the last big thing Arsenio Hall has done? His head's pretty big, if I remember right, but that's it. Oh, there was Paul Abdul. I believe he did her. And back in the day, I would not have minded doing Paul Abdul. Uh, Bill Maher might be their safest bet, but Maher has a habit of speaking unpleasant truths to the left. He really, Maher has passion when he goes after somebody, and he's going to piss people off. He's going to offend, and I don't I don't know, I agree with the author here, that I don't know if CNN's ready to really offend somebody. I think they want to be a little too uh, safe in their little little zone of, of not being offended. Um, again, Mar has a habit of speaking unpleasant truths to the left, which gets that inside of the aisle, which would be watching CNN pretty upset. So the liberals might watch. They might watch a couple of shows. As Mar pissed them off a couple of times, they just have a snit fit and run away and get a tub of Ben and Jerry's and dive in. So that, and I think that might not work. But anyway, you can say what you think. They've got to find somebody like Gutfeld. He's more of a libertarian. He doesn't mind who he defends. He's actually funny most of the time. And even though he's not as handsome as me, he is shorter than me too, but still he's more famous than me. So there you go. But uh, somebody like him, you got to have a unique individual. And I will do it for half of what you'd pay anybody else CNN. Think about it. What a bargain for you. Saving money and saving your ratings. Put that on a bumper sticker and put my big fat face right there. Now let's talk about uh, Sonny Hostin of The View. The View, of course, is on... Uh, is it ABC they're still on? Yes, ABC. Whoopi Goldberg. The show's been around a long time. Barbara Walters founded it or originated it. Uh, but Sonny Hostin is a very... Very attractive woman and a very bitter, race-baiting, angry, angry woman who's as ugly inside as she is 
nice looking outside. She is a former federal prosecutor and, according to the nuts at Newsbusters, uh, a staunchy racist. Yes, Sonny Hostin is very racist in her verbiage. I don't know how she truly feels, but she's found a cash cow to milk, and its name is racism and race baiting. Sonny Hostin of ABC's The View spent Martin Luther King Jr. Day edition of the show decrying the public's focus and mass adoption of his dream of judging a person solely by the character, by their character, and not the color of their skin. It's amazing, as vaunted as, as Dr. King is for, for content of the character, not the color of their skin. Basic, common sense, basic. You can't get a more decent, commonsensical way to put the way we should look at people and judge people. And Sonny Hostin hates it because it won't make her any damn money. And she needs more money. Uh, the multimillionaire. Oh, wait. Sonny is a multimillionaire. She's so oppressed in America. How she stands the racism of being a multimillionaire. And on TV every day. The multimillionaire was also irate. Irately irate from what I hear. That the public focused on those comments instead of giving her the reparations she felt she deserved. Uh, newsflash, Sonny, if you're a multimillionaire, you don't deserve any type of uh, reparations. You probably should be giving more to, to uh, worthwhile charities. How about you write a check to the National Rifle Association? That's what you should do, Sonny. You could, you could pay for some of the sins of the leftism you preach and the hate and division that you screech out every day on The View. Uh, she said, this is Sonny Hostin, the question is, are we close to realizing the dream 60 years later? Or do we still have so much to do? Uh, that's what Whoopi Goldberg asked the panel. That's my Whoopi Goldberg impersonation. Yeah, it's a work in progress. You're right. Immediately going to, to Hostin, who said, I think that we have a long way to go. I think there's been progress, certainly. I think the biggest problem with Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy is that people misinterpret his legacy. They misinterpret what he was asking for. Now, he was pretty clear in that, Sonny. You don't like it because it won't make you more money. Austin proceeded to scoff at the very idea and lionizing of King Dreams for a society that didn't judge people based on race. I thought that's what the entire freaking civil rights movement was about. Get over the racism. See me as a man, see him as a woman, see him as kids, don't see their skin color. Nothing more basic and decent and morally sound that I can think of. And that really pisses off Sonny Hostin. Uh, this is what Sonny added. She said, and so, while we always hear this, I want my little girls and boys to be judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. That's all you ever hear anyone saying. But he was a radical. Martin Luther King, she's talking about. He was a radical. He was deeply invested in economic equality, and he was deeply invested in making sure that black people get reparations and that there was wealth distribution, redistribution, and that's the one area when we talk about diversity and we talk about inclusion, we talk about equity. In other words, Sonny Hostin thinks that people who are not black should be robbed of their hard-earned money even though they've done anything racist. They didn't come up during the civil rights era. They didn't oppress anybody. They didn't have any of these stupid laws. Separate but equal didn't apply to them. They never did it. But they're supposed to reach in their pockets and pay big mouth 
race pimps like Sonny Hostin so she can continue to get more money by pretending she's some type of victim and misrepresenting entirely what Martin Luther King III said. Uh, what a deplorable race baiter you are, Sonny Hostin. Hostin also sound, found it despicable that people are real comfortable lately with diversity. They're real comfortable with inclusion. Was that a bad thing now? You want inclusion and diversity? You're a bad person now. Now you're a racist. But the problem with him is they've got to be calling for reparations, and she keeps bringing up reparations. That means to that means to me that Sonny Hostin is somehow going to get a whole lot of cash out of reparations. So I'm sorry, I'm going to go with what Dr. King actually said, Sonny, and I'm going to ignore your obvious race baiting, gold digging attitude. I really am. Um. Sonny continued, but when you asked him to give us some reparations because this country was built on the backs of black people for free, no one wants to talk about that, she chided. This country is built on the backs of a lot of people, Sonny. Better people than you. People who actually built things. People who overcame actual problems. Not fake wannabe, made-up bimbos who know how to race pimp better than know anything else in the world. They're not a shyster, okay, Sonny? They're not a con artist. They're not a race pimp like you. Citing no no sources, Sonny Hassan doesn't need to have sources. She's black and she's a victim and give her some damn money now. Uh, citing no sources, she proclaimed it's going to take 200 years for black and white households to achieve economic equality. No sources, again, Race baiters don't like sources. They like raw emotion. Now, again, understand she is a multimillionaire who brags about taking family vacations to Martha's Vineyard and Sag Harbor. I don't even know where Sag Harbor is. Sounds like a lot of sag going on. It's the saggy people. I don't know. A lot of old people there. Everything's sagging. Uh, she's paying for her son to attend Harvard. <laughs> we know that's cheap. So like five bucks a year now, Harvard. Uh, and her husband is a renowned orthopedic surgeon in New York City. You think maybe she's a trophy wife because she's hot? Uh, and as a reminder, she demanded reparations last fall. Sonny, you don't need reparations. You're a multimillionaire. You should be giving checks to me. Because people like you are giving me mental strife, talking your bullshit. You should be paying me, Sonny Hostin, you racist, racist woman. Uh, she would put on a sarcastic voice and mock how people describe King's legacy as he wanted us all to get along. So Sonny's saying she doesn't want people to get along. Well, that's good because I don't really like Sonny Austin. I don't think I'll ever invite her to Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, he wanted equity. He wanted equity, and especially wanted economic equity and equality, she sneered. You say equity three times that quickly? You know what that is? That's greed. Nothing but greed. Sonny Hostin, you gold-digging left-wing dingbat. What else we got today, folks? Uh, this story has me curious. I was reading about it earlier. This is from TulsaWorld.com. 
A police chief in Memphis, Tennessee, says police officers will face disciplinary action after a 29-year-old black driver died following a traffic stop. Now, that that subheadline there, that tells me that they know these officers did something wrong, caused a man's death, and are going to get in, in mucho big trouble. Uh, but the details are missing here. Police in Tennessee say officers in Memphis face disciplinary action after a 29-year-old black driver uh, died following a traffic stop. Uh, Tyree D. Nichols' death earlier this month has sparked outrage in the community with relatives accusing police of beating Nichols and causing him to suffer a heart attack. Authorities have said Nichols experienced a medical emergency after running from officers. Officials said a cause of death has not yet been determined. Now here, officials have not have not given us a cause of death. Uh, there was a medical emergency. He did run from officers. I think everyone agrees there because innocent people always run from officers. But yet these officers are going to face disciplinary action. Uh Shouldn't the police chief be saying we're going to look at this and, and turn it inside out and find any evidence of wrongdoing? We'll punish the officers. Uh, but we'll get to the bottom of it. Why is he just, or she, I, I assume it's a, he, a a he. Why are they just saying there's going to be disciplinary action these officers are facing? Are you reaching conclusions before you see the evidence? I don't know. Is he worried about political correctness? Worried about preventing riots from the mostly peaceful protesting types? I don't know. Memphis Police Chief C.J. Davis said Sunday that the department was serving notice to the officers involved concerning policy violations. Davis said the administrative process was expected to be completed later this week. Well, why aren't you telling us what happened? Or why don't you wait till you reach a firm decision and then say, here's the disciplinary actions and here's what's being done and why they're being done? Can we get a little more transparency before we just throw these officers under the the race baiting bus? After reviewing the various sources of information involving this incident, uh, C.J. Davis found uh, said, "I have found that it is necessary to take immediate and appropriation action." I guess he meant appropriate action. Uh, that's what he said in a statement. C.J. Davis again, Memphis Police Chief. A uh, statement did not indicate how many officers were involved. So is this one of those, I'm going to punish people to keep the heat down, and then he's going to decide who to screw over, who to throw under the bus? Or did the officers legitimately do something wrong? That's too much information to be thrown out there with nothing backing anything. Uh, make no doubt, we take depart- departmental violations very seriously, and while we must complete the investigation process, it is our top priority to ensure that swift justice is served. That's from Memphis Mayor Jim Strickland. What that tells me is you take violations seriously, fine, and you must complete the investigation process, but the priority, the top priority, is to ensure that swift justice is served. It sounds like you've got your mind made up, maybe. And you're just finding ways to, to plug holes here and, and make the case and punish the officers for for whatever. I don't know what, what, what happened. 
I don't know who's to blame. No one does. And yet we're reaching conclusions already. There's something screwy there. And I think we know what it is. Police said Nichols of Memphis was stopped along a street for reckless driving on January the 7th. Uh, there was a confrontation as officers approached the driver and the suspect ran before officers again confronted and arrested him. Why did he run? Why did he run? If you run from police, they will chase you because they're going to think you are hiding something. Maybe you're a suspect in something. They're probably going to chase you. So why do you run? That question never gets asked by the mainstream media. They pretty much ignore that part. So basically it sounds like he stopped the car and just took off running. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation said Nichols died on January the 10th. That is three days after he ran from police. The Bureau is conducting a use of force investigation at the request of Shelby County District Attorney General Steve Mulroy. Use of force is whatever force the officers used physically to catch the man, restrain him, arrest him, place him in custody. And during all that, at some point, he had a heart attack, apparently. So if you're investigating that, you're investigating if they did anything wrong. If, yet it sounds like it's already been decided, we just haven't found the punishment we can get away with hanging these guys with, basically. Uh, relatives told news outlets that the officers who pulled over Nichols were in an unmarked vehicle. So what? So what? It's probably a police car that everyone knows is a police car when you see it even though it doesn't have any markings on it. They say he suffered cardiac arrest and kidney failure because of a beating by officers. Memphis police preferred referred questions to the State Bureau, which said it will, will, excuse me, it was still investigating. Again, I hear still investigating. We've got to go through the process thoroughly, but, and I think racial politics might be an issue here, my friends. I hope not. If the cops did something wrong, I hope they get the due punishment. And I'm sorry for this guy's family that this this happened. But again, it sounds like there's a lot more questions than definitive answers. And we don't solve problems by jumping on things with potential answers and no specifics. It's not how it's done. And the worst sign of all that this uh, these cops are being railroaded. In a statement Monday on Twitter, civil rights attorney Ben Crump Oh, he's after Sharpton's role as the chief race baiter of America. Ben Crump said he is representing Nichols' family. Crump called for Memphis police to release, release body camera and surveillance footage from the traffic stop. Uh, good, do it. But you know what? If the video comes out and it shows the cops didn't do anything wrong, Benjamin Crump better damn well get behind that same damn microphone Stop his race baiting for a second or two. Put his own money-making money train in the, in the depot for a second. And say the cops are right in this case. That's all I have to say. Justice has been served. And until Ben Crump starts doing stuff like that, I have no trust for the man. But we'll see. We'll see. I hope justice is served. Uh, but again, it sounds like uh, the cart is going before the horse here. And the horse may be justice, but the card is political activism, frankly. And now let's wrap today up with uh, a story about outrage. 
outrageous outrage after Missouri lawmakers have passed a new dress code for women in the state house. Missouri lawmakers on Wednesday adopted a new dress code for women in the state house, requiring them to cover their shoulders. Really? So it's unprofessional to have shoulder showing? Again, I'm not uh, I'm not a social conservative per se. I really am not. And I got to tell you, I don't get this idea that a woman's shoulders are too sexy or too hot or, or whatever. Um, and I don't know why people in the state government, Missouri lawmakers, would be worried about that. Uh, the stricter dress code was part of a larger new rules package and passed with a vote of 105 to 51. So either it was popular to tell women to cover their shoulders or it was just part of a whole rules package and no one really gave a damn, wanted to get past it, so they voted to, to approve it. Who knows? Uh, the dress code immediately drew criticism from local Missouri politicians who took to Twitter to express their frustrations. The new dress code even has its own hashtag, hashtag Sweatergate. Do they have to wear sweaters? Are sweaters banned? I don't know. But apparently, hashtag Sweatergate matters to Democrats there. I never thought my first national interview would be about what I can and cannot wear as a female lawmaker. That's from Democratic Missouri Representative Ashley on a. Uh, this lady also gave an impassioned statement against the bill on the House floor, asking her fellow lawmakers, Do you know what it feels like to have a bunch of men in this room looking at your top, trying to decide whether it's appropriate or not? They're probably asking other questions, Representative. I, I don't know. I don't know you. I don't know what you look like. But, you know, if you're at all attractive, they're probably wondering, are those real? What do you think? Real or, or store-bought? Which would, of course, would I guess be all inappropriate. But <laughs> if you have ever even contemplated what is in the typical male male mind, oh, yeah, inappropriate state is is pasted all over that guy it is it just is and i don't understand why a state government is wasting time frankly this is addressed to both sides because this sounds all like a bunch of horseshit if my if i may say so now ann kelly is the republican congresswoman she sponsored the bill and she said you would think that all you would have to do is say dress professionally and women can handle it well, what are they showing up dressed in? Midriffs? Short shorts? <laughs> God, I hope it's not booty shorts. Because most women in government are already in their 40s, a lot of them. And, and okay, booty shorts may have a point in time. Uh, but once a woman gets past 40, yes. And yeah, even when I get past 40, I stop with the booty shorts. I'm going to say it right now. I mean, come on, people. This is why people hate government. This is why people hate both parties. Because of stupidity. We're uh, actually, let me see here. Uh, the Democrat who had a big problem with it, uh, who was saying, have you ever walked in and had a bunch of men looking at you? And yeah, I'm going to break some harsh news to you. Um, what was her name again? Uh, was it Ashley Onay? Ashley Onay. I think that's how you pronounce your last name. A-U-N-E. If I botched it, I'm sorry. 
But let's be honest, Ashley, when you walk into the, the chambers there in the state government of Missouri, not a lot of guys are looking at you and wondering about things like that. Okay. That's harsh truth, but you need to hear it. And the, the uh, Democrat or the Republican rather who sponsored the bill, the lady there, she kind of looks like a Karen. I got to say, uh, Kelly wrote in Facebook, that's the Republican woman who sponsored the bill or sponsored the rules. How is encouraging professionalism wrong? If there is ever a time to honor traditions and be professional, it is on the House chamber floor in the Missouri House of Representatives. I will not apologize for standing up for these things. Um, again, why do people in government put this way when i vote for somebody and want them to go to the state house to be a representative a delegate whatever i want them to be old enough and mature enough not to get drawn up into crap like this unimportant uh i don't know drama it's just needless pointless drama and i think we're all worse off in this country because too much of this crap goes on from Republicans and Democrats. So good God. No booty shorts. That's my rule for female representatives in every state government. And for God's sakes, yes to the men too. Especially for the men. And that's it for me, my friend. I appreciate you. God bless you. If you're left, you just ain't right. God bless America. And yes, yes, go Gators. We'll talk to you all tomorrow. Nothing doesn't happen, and hopefully it won't, but we'll talk to you soon. Be good. Be good to each other. Say your prayers, eat your vitamins, your knuckleheads. Y'all behave. And no booty shorts. I'm serious. No booty shorts while listening to this podcast. That's right. You got to have standards, people. <laughs>